ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. We, um, we're going to be short on content today. Let me just tell you right now, it's a Tuesday. There's not much going on. Now, I can rehash the same things everyone else is talking about. We can talk about Super Bowl, Patriots. We can talk about that. We can talk about the NBA. No, that's not what this show is built upon. So we will, of course, take your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 on the Miller Lite phone lines. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories, the original light beer. Of course, uh, we heat back up on Thursday. Two Marshall games coming up. The men, of course, taking on UTEP 730 at the Cam Henderson Center. And then coming up at 9 o'clock on the road, the women will be taking on UTEP as well. So you've got herd basketball to start getting ready for. I'm excited. Try to get the bad taste out of our mouths from last week. The week that was, well, I don't know how to describe it still. I mean, were they wore out? Is the schedule unfair? Everything that has been possibly thrown at this team. We'll see. They get a few days rest. They're taking on UTEP. Now, let me tell you, UTEP, if Marshall can't win this game, I, I don't want to tell you. Then we got a problem. Now we're talking. If we see Marshall fall against UTEP, you got a problem. They're 2-6 and six in conference. They are averaging 59.9 points a contest. They are allowing 0.8. Overall, they are 7-12. and 12. Overall, 7-12, and 2-6 and six in conference. I'll give you one further. Overall, they are... Scoring 65 a contest. That's overall conference, non-conference. That's what they average, 65.2. Points against, 67.4. But in conference, it's dipped. So they're not scoring that much in conference. Marshall, on the other hand, let's talk about the Thundering Herd. Let's be fair here. Marshall, now at 5-3, and three, in conference, averaging a... 77.0 points per game average and giving up 82.4. That's what they look like in conference. Overall, they are averaging 79.2 a contest. This is all games. And they have allowed overall an average of 82 points a game. Herds 8-1 and at home, 4-8 and on the road, and um, not a very pleasant 5-5 five and five over the last 10 games, including a three-game losing streak. While... The other teams in the conference, the top teams, are getting better. North Texas is receiving votes in the uh, coaches' poll. They are right now 6-2 and two in league play. That's the number you worry about. You don't care about the 18-3. That's not the big number. The number is 6-2 and two in conference. UAB 6-2 and two in conference as well. UTSA sitting at 6-2. and two. Then Old Dominion at 6-3. and three. And Marshall... Right there at five and three. And then right below them, you got Louisiana Tech at five and four, and then it dips a little bit. FIU, Western Kentucky, four and four, Southern Miss is four and five, and then Florida Atlantic at three and five, Rice at three and five. As we mentioned, UTEP's two and six, Middle Tennessee is two and six, and then Charlotte's two and seven. That's your standings right there. 
for the conference. And Marshall coming into this game, I, I pulled up the, the not I didn't pull the conference numbers out. I pulled just the overall numbers. I've got that here, and we'll look at them together. But as a highlighted, uh, Marshall with the uh, scoring offense of 79.2 and the uh, defense uh, giving up 82 a contest. Looking at just some of the numbers, I, I didn't go through all of the scoring margin, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, things like that. I mean, I'm, I'm going to come back to it. But when I was looking at the numbers today, just kind of gives you an idea. I went right to uh, offensive rebounds. I don't know why I was gravitating towards that, but that's the first thing I looked at uh, when I printed these things out. And Marshall is averaging 9.4 rebounds a contest. Okay. And Florida Atlantic is top of the league with an average of 12.9. Defensive rebounds, Marshall is averaging 23.1 a contest. It's better than the offense. I'll say that. Much better. But where's that put Marshall? In offensive rebounds, Marshall is 11th overall in conference. And again, these are all games. This isn't just conference games. This is all games. And Marshall overall in conference is 14th in defensive rebounds. I mean, the margin's not much. Old Dominion's tops at 27.9. Marshall's right there at 23.1. But just give you an idea of what the Thundering Herd is looking like right now. Offensive rebound percentage, Marshall is 13th out of 14. Defensive rebound percentage, Marshall is 14th. But three points game. The three-point game. Three-point field goals made. That stat is right there next to offensive defensive board so I definitely looked at it and as I thought Marshall leads the way Marshall is averaging nine three-pointers per contest and they have hit uh, 190 so they have hit one more than UTSA Western Kentucky's at 118 UTSA Florida Atlantic I didn't expect them to be that high but it makes sense Rice is at 188 wow I didn't expect that if I use it 185 but you live by the three you die by the three and just to kind of get an idea of uh, some of the other numbers. Just again, just checking the packet out because again, a Tuesday, we don't have that much going on. And you look at scoring margin. Okay. Um, North Texas has a scoring margin of 12.6. Marshall is 11th in the conference with a scoring margin of minus 2.7. Just to give you an idea. Free throw percentage, Marshall is fifth in conference. That's not terrible with a 7.12 percentage. Field goal percentage, Marshall is eighth with a 4.41 percentage. Field goal defense, Marshall is 14th with a 4.81 percentage. Old Dominion's on top with a 3.81 percentage. Three-point percentage, this is three-point percentage. Marshall is ninth in conference. Marshall's hit 190 of them. They've taken 581 three-pointers, and their field goal percentage is 327. They're taking a lot. They're hitting a lot, but they're taking a lot. Just to put this in comparison, uh, FIU's taken more three-pointers than Marshall. They've taken 604, if you thought that was possible. Rice has taken 541, and their three-point percentage is best, fourth best in the conference at 348. I mean, Southern Miss has taken 466 three-pointers, hit 173. So they've got a three-point shot percentage of 371. So comparing 327 to 371, it's not that far off. Three-point field goal percentage defense, though, Marshall's bottom, dead last, 14th, with 159 three-point field goals made and three-point field goals against uh, four 33, if I'm reading this right. Okay, that is what the Thundering Herd looks like statistically. And again, um, maybe we could go over all of this. So Marshall's third in assists. That's a good number, actually. Marshall's third in assists at 14.5 average a contest. They have 
uh, put up 304 assists in uh, 21 games. Uh, Marshall second in steals. I like that number, seeing that. I'd like to see Marshall a little higher. FIU actually has 234 steals for an average of 11.1 a contest. Marshall is second with 9.5 average per game. Turnover ratio, Marshall is second, averaging 13.1. The opponent's averaging 17.7, so they've got an average of a plus 4.6 in the turnover margin. Assist to turnover ratio. Again, we could go all day with this stuff. Marshall is uh, third in the conference. That was kind of fun to look at, kind of get ready for the game on Thursday. Now, scoring-wise, you've got coming into conference, Marshall is taking on on Saturday UTSA. Now, um, you've got the best scorer in conference coming in on Saturday. Javon Jackson is um, averaging 21.4 a contest. John Elmore is fourth. This is overall. This isn't conference numbers. This is overall. Elmore is fourth with an average of 19 a contest, and Burks is sixth with an average of 17.9. Burks has scored 375 points, and Elmore scored 400. So 25-point difference between the top two scorers for the Thundering Herd. And you go down the list, and you start looking to find the next Marshall player, and this list goes to 30th. I can't find anybody. I double-checked it. I can't find it. I'm looking at it again just to make sure I didn't overlook anybody. And nope, it's just uh, you got your two top guys, and they are 4th and 6th, respectively. Uh, rebounding, um... Nobody there, I'm looking. Assist, Elmore's fourth. That is a, a good place to be for him. And field goal percentage, uh, Tavion Kinsey. Tavion Kinsey, actually with a 613 field goal percentage, he's Conference USA. Just kind of an idea, just a rough draft of what you got as far as uh, what's going on. I mean, we can break them down all day if you like, and we might do that uh, the rest of the week as far as uh, we've got games coming up tomorrow, though. Conference USA gets back at it on Wednesday. Uh, we'll talk about that upcoming schedule, not just for the Thundering Herd. Take a look at what's going on in Conference USA as well. Um, I did uh, look at the numbers, though, and I was um, I was kind of curious. I hadn't checked in a while, but I just wanted to see where Marshall was uh, attendance-wise compared to the rest of the conference. And uh, I knew they were on top, and they continue to be on top. So we've got that to talk about. Uh, we'll get into the schedule when we continue as well. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, January 29th edition. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. I'm your host, Paul Swan. A quiet day around the program. We're going to dive into some of the news and notes of the day later on. Dig into the numbers, Conference USA, Marshall. And, of course, uh, we'll get your phone calls in. You can join the program, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. On the Miller Lite phone lines, Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So, first of all, I mentioned, just looking at the attendance numbers, Marshall has had nine home games, 12 road, nine home, and on those nine home games, they're averaging 6,661 fans. Uh, that is the most in Conference USA. Old Dominion's right behind them at 6,293 per contest. And then it pretty much drops off. Nobody's even uh, in the ballpark of the 6,000s. Uh, Middle Tennessee's averaging 4,182. Um, UTEP is averaging 4,606. Uh, Western Kentucky, they're getting up there. They're at 5,781. So, 
to be fair, Western Kentucky sort of in the ballpark, but it's Marshall and Old Dominion, and then Western Kentucky, pretty much the top teams as far as attendance is concerned. So uh, I'm sure a lot of you are actually happy just to see the Thundering Herd again after a abysmal road trip. And I know that's been the narrative, the road trip, the schedule, that's the narrative. And it is a factor, and I'm not going to dismiss that, but Marshall's not the only team in Conference USA dealing with that. It's not um, fair to say that Marshall's the only one getting beat up like that. Now, I looked at all the conference schedules, and get them in front of me here, so we'll just go down one by one. Now, I'm just talking conference scheduling here. Charlotte's got an upcoming run. Charlotte is going to play Rice and North Texas. That's their home slate. And then after that, Charlotte, um, they're going to play at Middle on February 7th, February 9th at UAB, and then they're going to play uh, at Old Dominion on February 16th. That's Hey, that's smart right there. Look at that. Now, it's Old Dominion. It's not that far, but still, look at that. That's not a bad idea for Charlotte to spread that out a little bit. Don't you wish Thunder Herd could have done that? So they've got that three-game road trip, but they've spread that out a little bit. Now, FIU had Western Kentucky, Marshall, and FAU three-game road trip. Now, again, Western Kentucky, Marshall, they had to travel far for that, and then they go back and they take on Florida Atlantic. It's still a road game, but they had that three-game road trip as well. Now, you look at FAU. And again, I'm going with conference only. They do not have a three-game road slant, but they did kind of do something to themselves. They played at Miami on December 22nd. They played at Illinois December 29th. January 3rd and January 5th, they were at UAB and Middle Tennessee. So they kind of did that to themselves there a little bit. Um, Louisiana Tech, Louisiana Tech's got a three-gamer. They will take on Florida Atlantic on January 31st. And then February 2nd, they're going to be at FIU. And then February 9th at Southern Miss. Now, you got some games and some times in between there. January 31st, February 2nd, that's a normal road trip. And then you've got a few days in between. Not as grueling as the Thundering Herd. Okay, that's fair. I'll say that with you. Now, we turn the page and we look at Middle Tennessee. And we see that Middle Tennessee does not have a conference three-game slant. Here's what they did. So they've been playing since January the home and road slant. They played FIU and FAU at home. Then they played Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech on the road. Then they played UTSA and UTEP at home. Then they play Rice and North Texas and lost to both of them on the road. Now, January 30th, they've got UAB. And then on February 2nd, they have UAB. Then at home against Charlotte and Old Dominion. And then they'll take on, of course, Western Kentucky and the Thundering Herd before we get into the pod play the bonus play here. So uh, here's what they did. They just decided, you know what, we'll play UTSA back-to-back. Hey, think about that. Look at this Marshall schedule here, and you think maybe you could have done that because you didn't have a game. January 3rd and 5th, you had Old Dominion and Charlotte on the road, and you could have then came back and played maybe a Thursday at Western Kentucky, and then you could have played that Saturday home against Western Kentucky. Maybe you look into that. That's a possibility there. You get the two games slant, and yeah, you got to travel. You got to play them and then play them again. But you know what? You want to go on the road for a straight week? Travel to Bowling Green, then travel back here, then travel to Ruston. You don't do that? I think you got to look at that schedule a little bit better. Then you look at North Texas. North Texas in conference, that's where I'm at here. 
Um, they were they were blessed with a a, a three game uh, road. I'm sorry, home slant. They played Rice on December 29th, and then they went into regular conference schedule, but with the three-game home tilt against Rice again, UAB and Middle Tennessee, so they made a three-game home stand. So it's good scheduling on North Texas's part. Seems to have paid off for them. They're 18-3 again, 6-2 and in conference. And then you get Old Dominion. Here's Old Dominion. And this was brought up as a comparison. Again, I read the internets. I see you. And this was brought up as a comparison at Charlotte, all right, not that hard of a trip, right? Old Dominion, Charlotte, comparable to Bowling Green and Marshall, maybe. They win that one. And then they go on the road, though, January 21st to 24th on the road still at UTEP. They win that one, and then they lose a tough one on 26th against UTSA, 74-73. Maybe they could have won that one. That was a winnable game for them, and they were in a position, but... Let's go back here. January 17th, home against Louisiana Tech. January 19th, home against Southern Miss. January 21st, at Charlotte. Three-game win streak here so far in these games I've mentioned. At UTEP on the 24th, won, and then they lost against UTSA, uh, a one-point defeat. They were able to manage to get some wins. So it is doable. And I don't know how tough the Charlotte Old Dominion road trip is compared to the Marshall Bowling Green road trip. And I'm just throwing this out there just to illustrate a point that Marshall's not the only one who has to deal with this. And and we go further in the schedule, and Rice has got a three-gamer right in the middle of their schedule. They played Louisiana Tech at home on January 5th. Then they played at UTSA on the 10th of 12th of January. They played at UTEP. And then, as we mentioned, they played at North Texas on the 19th. So they had some time, necessarily a one long continuous back and forth trek for them. And then they got a few days spacing for their homestand. And then Southern Miss. Southern Miss started out in conference on a three-game losing streak because they had three games on the road. They had Louisiana Tech, Rice, and North Texas. They played at Louisiana Tech on the 29th, and then they played January 3rd at Rice, and then they played January 5th at North Texas, lost all three. And then before that, they kind of did this to themselves, but they still had some spacing in between. They had, which on the 15th of December, a few days later, they had South Dakota, again, at South Dakota on the 21st. But there was some spacing here in between all that. Hey, but at the end of the day, they're going to have a three-game home slant. They'll have Louisiana Tech, UTSA, and UTEP February 9th, 14th, and 16th. And then we get closer to the end of the pages here. UAB, the Blazers. The Blazers, they're in the middle of a road trek right now. They played home against UTEP on the 17th, one. Home against UTSA on the 19th, one. On the road a few days later, so they had some space at least, 24th this month, they won against North Texas. Then on the 26th, they played at Rice, won, and now, um, however they're traveling, they've got Middle Tennessee on the 30th. So, but three games at, at, and at on the road, on the UAB schedule. Again, not the let's go to Bowling Green, come back to Huntington, and then let's get ready to go out to Ruston and then go to Southern Miss. It's spaced out a little bit better, but these things are possible schedule-wise. Uh, UTEP does not have a three-game road slate. They had a three-game homestand, and that was early on in the season in conference, but they do not have a three-game road slate, so they did it okay. You know what? 
if anybody's going to try to figure out a good schedule, it's UTEP. The way they got to travel, they figured it out, and they did okay. Now, UTSA, looking at their schedule, here's what they did with their travel partner. They started out January 3rd and 5th playing UTEP. So UTEP on the 3rd, UTEP on the 5th, and then they got into conference play. Now, get this. UTEP, I'm sorry, UTSA has a four-game homestand before they get into Conference USA bonus play, as it's uh, mentioned in the schedule. They'll take on FIU on the 7th of February, Florida Atlantic on the 9th of February, and then for Valentine's Day, you can take your sweetheart to go see UTSA in Southern Miss. How sweet. February 16th, Louisiana Tech. And then we'll see where they end up in the pod and if they got to go on the road or home, how they're going to start that. Either way, they've got four games in a row at home, and they don't have that three-game road trip. They don't have anything like that. It's all pretty standard. And they played UTEP twice. They beat them both times. And then Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, they had number 15 Wisconsin beat them. And then they're at Charlotte on the 3rd, won that. At Old Dominion on the 5th, lost that. And then they had a few days in between. So you go from the 5th to the 12th. And then they have Marshall, lose that one. And then they've got a three-game homestand, including Marshall at the end of it. They play on the 17th, the 19th, the 21st, won two of the three, lost against FIU on the 17th, and won on the 19th against Florida Atlantic, and then beat the herd on the 21st. Then they had to go to Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech, but they had the advantage of not having to trek back to wherever you have to trek back to, depending on who's on the schedule. In this case, Marshall had to trek back to Huntington, so they didn't have to trek back anywhere. And then they can just travel, and it's sort of a, okay, we've got an extra game here. But in that stand, they won three and lost two. Between the 17th and the 26th, they were three and two. And now they've got the normal schedule the rest of the way. You're right. It was a a tough schedule for the Thundering Herd. So I throw this out there, and I've seen this now, and we've went over this on the Conference USA schedules. We've looked at it together, and you can go back, look at the schedules yourself if you don't believe me. That's fine. You can do all the comparison you want. Why couldn't Marshall alleviate some of this travel that they inflicted upon themselves, maybe, or the conference did, whatever? Somebody should have threw a red flag and said, hey, wait a minute here. Let's just double that thing up. Other conference teams did it. UTSA did it. They doubled up. They played their travel partner twice and then got on with the rest of their schedule. And you could have still had the same outcome. Beat them once at home, lost on the road. Beat them twice, lost twice. It could have happened. You don't know what would have happened until it would have played out. But you want to talk about the schedule. Other teams in Conference USA able to make it work a little bit better. Not all of them. As we mentioned, some three-game treks in here. But it seems that there was an option that some schools decided, hey, we'll spread this out a little bit better with our travel partner or we're going to double up. Either way, Marshall, a victim of the schedule, possibly. Not the ultimate reason why they lost all those games. But they could have maybe if the schedule would have allowed or they were able to red flag that and say, look, nope, we, we can't do that. Look at this. Look at what we're asking of us here. Maybe you could have got a difference as in relation to Western Kentucky. Because, again, you look at the Marshall schedule here, and sure, I like the break, too. I like having a few days off as far as 
heading down to the Henderson Center, holiday time. Yeah, we all enjoyed that, right? Sure we did. Now, if you're looking at the schedule, though, I'm sure you could have squeezed a game in there. And I know you had other things going on as well. I mean, maybe you don't play this thing. Uh, I mean, you would have been past the bowl game. I know that much. You have been past the bowl game. So, conference schedule, you're on the road. You're on the road. And January 3rd and 5th, you're on the road. And then from the 5th to the 12th is when you play again. Why not just make that a turn that into a regular conference week and your opponent's going to be Western Kentucky. You're going to take one on the road and then you're going to take one at home. Why not do that? Or you play this game earlier or you play this game later. Figure it out. Look at the overall schedule and see where you can make some adjustments if you're going to do this again. Other conference teams were able to make it work. I don't think Marshall is any different. They can make it work as well. All right, we're going to take our next break. We'll come back. We'll carry on with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's Tuesday, January 29th. Drive wrapping up here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Not much on tonight. If you're looking for something to watch television-wise, well, okay, it's good for me. Now, I'm not sure if it's good for you tonight. NBA action tonight. You've got New Orleans at Houston tonight. Philadelphia is taking on the Lakers at 30 p.m. tilt. That one. As Laker fan as I am, I'm not watching that. Instead, tonight you got NBC Sports Network. You'll find me watching Philadelphia at New York, the Rangers. Yeah, hockey's back. Did you watch the All-Star game? If you did, it was fun. And hopefully, if you tuned in for the first time, you're like, hey, this is pretty fun. Uh, it's going to be different than that when you tune in tonight. There will be more players on the ice, but still pretty good. Of course, uh, we're ramping up. Marshall's taking on UTEP. Uh, that is 7.30 p.m. That is coming up on Thursday. The women on the road taking on UTEP at 9 o'clock. And, you know, you look at the women's schedule. They didn't do that silly, hey, let's um, let's play uh, Western Kentucky. They don't have to pod. They don't have to worry about the pod. That's the thing. They don't have the pod to worry about. They can schedule that Western Kentucky game in a little bit better uh, situation for both teams. But looking at the conference schedule this week, UAB's at Middle Tennessee that is coming up tomorrow, and that'll be on ESPN+. And then you get almost the full slate of games on Thursday. Southern Miss is going to be at FIU. That'll be on CUSA TV. Louisiana Tech's at Florida Atlantic also on CUSA TV. You've got North Texas receiving votes at Old Dominion. That should be a fun game. That's going to be on Stadium. Rice is at Charlotte. That's on CUSA TV. UTSA at Western Kentucky. That's going to be Stadium on Facebook. Stadium on Facebook. And then UTEP at Marshall on BN Sports. It might as well be telecast to an Etch-A-Sketch somewhere, as far as I'm concerned. Conference USA needs out of that deal. But I digress. I'm sorry. I digress about that BN Sports TV package. I mean, nothing against their quality of production and everything. It's just their their reach and their dis- distribution I'm talking about. I'm not talking about their production. Far from it. Saturday, North Texas is at Charlotte ESPN Plus for that one. Southern Miss is at Florida Atlantic on CUSA TV. Rice at Old Dominion ESPN Plus. UTEP at Western Kentucky on ESPN Plus. Louisiana Tech's at FIU on ESPN Plus. Middle Tennessee's at UAB ESPN Plus. And UTSA at Marshall on Facebook. 
Hey, you can probably find that game easier than you can the one against uh, UTEP. If you're not watching the game, um, it's because you can't find BN Sports or you're not there because everybody will be watching the Facebook game. UTSA is at Marshall. If you're not the game, you're at Facebook. You'll find it easy. I know I kind of laugh a little bit about that, but at the same time, you know what? For more people, it's easier. To, hey, it's on Facebook. Click, boom. Okay, I got the game. Thanks. Don't laugh. I mean, it, it might not be. Uh, it might not be as, as nice to be on network television, but it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So uh, we mentioned uh, North Texas still uh, receiving votes. They have been uh, receiving votes for uh, several weeks now. It's November twenty sixth. I don't know if they're going to uh, crack the top twenty five just yet. But right now, they're the only thing representing Conference USA as far as the poll is concerned. So North Texas, uh, there's still a lot of people have them as uh, the team that's going to the tournament. Bracketology's got them in. Right now, they're 6-2. and two. They're 18-3 and three overall. And if you look at their schedule, I think they're going to have to win Conference USA, obviously. I don't think they get an at-large. Even though they're receiving votes right now, I don't think they get an at-large. You look at their schedule. who they play? Um, they played St. Peter's. They played uh, UT Arlington. Okay, they played Arkansas Pine Bluff. That's okay. Um, they played New Mexico. That's okay. They played Portland, uh, Humboldt State. They played Hawaii. They played Angelo State. They played Texas A&M. They won Texas A&M. So, okay, that's not bad. That's not terrible. Uh, They played Maryland East Shore, Maine. It's okay. I'm not sitting here looking at the schedule going, all right, they didn't win the Conference USA Championship. So, did they get an at-large bid? Let's see. Um, hmm. They, They lost Oklahoma. They lost... That one, they did beat Indiana State, and they beat the A&M, but I, you know, they're going to the NIT. That's what that schedule is going to look like. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. We appreciate you tuning in. Back tomorrow for another round. Then Thursday, going to be at the Cam Henderson Center. Now, we get a 7.30 start for tip-off on Thursday, so that means we go on the air at 6 o'clock for our pregame. Usually we go on the air, like you say, 5.30 for our pregame, and there's no sense in doing the show and the pregame. Oh, no, we're doing two hours. I'm just going to warn you right now, um, and special note to Jason Corrier, Marshall's SID, two hours at the Cam Henderson Center. Start lining up those guests right now. We're going to have every coach we possibly can get over there to join us on Thursday. We'll talk to you soon. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, Huntington Sports Station.